The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Radio, baby. I'm your host, Chevy Chavria, the excellence of podcast execution. And let me tell you, it is a good week to be a wrestling fan in Houston, Texas. Last Monday night, Monday night, Raw came through. I was there live. I was in nosebleed sections. I'm not going to lie to you. And let me tell you, being a part of that crowd, being part of that electricity, being part of that magic was amazing. Enzo, big cast, coming out of the curtain, the entire crowd off his feet word for word with Enzo's speech before they hit that match and believe me you cannot teach that baby it was it, it uh, in all honesty man the hairs on the back of your head kind of stand up you get chills because that many people in the Toyota Center packed to the gills chanting word for word man Enzo came out did his speech, let Big Cass wrestle in the main event, which was an amazing match. Went back in, and that was it. That was it for Enzo. Still got the biggest pop of the night. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, big Cass, big shout-out to Big Cass out there. Put on a tremendous match. I think really catapulted him into a, uh, a new status in his singles career. Hopefully not anytime soon because we love the tag team of Enzo and Big Cass. But uh, um, really, to be in the ring with the men he was in the ring with, held his own, stood strong. Yes, he was the first eliminated, but I really think the idea there was just to make him look like a superstar so people can see what he is about and I think people did big cast standing out also with the three left in the ring Mr. Seth Rollins Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens new universal champion put on an amazing show um, for all the Triple H haters out there, if you have not watched Monday Night Raw, I'm spoiling everything for you, and I'm totally okay with it because you should have seen this. Jumps the railing, and being in that crowd went insane. So for all the Triple H haters out there, let me tell you, that crowd was in love, and I think WWE did it perfectly, keeping him off TV as long as they did. To For, for him, I should say, to jump a rail, crowd went wild, and it wasn't booze. It was cheers. Um, and then for his double turn, turn on Seth Rollins. Um, not It's not his double turn for him, but he turned on Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, I should say. Um, just beautiful. Just beautiful in the ring. Place was insane. Everybody was behind it. And KO walking out with the strap was just beautiful. Deserves it, even though he did win it in a heelish fashion, which I'm about. Don't get me wrong. Keep it real. Keep it heel, baby. But other than that, man, I just want to say a uh, good week for wrestling. We were there live. Let me tell you about Shop to the Chess Radio, baby. We want to thank everybody who's supporting us. All the people who's like our Facebook page, man, let your friends know Chop to the Chess Radio is alive and kicking, bringing wrestling to the South Houston area. Um, man, we are about supporting local wrestling. We're about dropping knowledge about local wrestling on you so you go out and you support local wrestling so we can have just an amazing local scene. Um, starting Just being a part of something special here in the, the South Houston area and our uh, wrestling uh, program of choice, we should say, is Reality of Wrestling because it's the closest to us, but we support all local wrestling all around Houston from North Houston to Beaumont to whatever. So um, we are about supporting your league. So, man, get a hold of us. If you're in a, a wrestling promotion and you want people to know about you, let us know you exist. Come talk to us. You want some of your wrestlers on our show, come talk to us. We want to reach out to all the local promotions around, man. We want to hear about your journey. We want to hear about um, your passion for the business. We just want to hear about you and let, let us know what's going on, man. So that's what we are about. I just want to give a 
little chop to the chest radio news. Um, next week we have Onyx Cooper coming up. Um, he is a former tag team partner turned foe of Mr. Nate Laws, who's across from me on this microphone. Um, just talking about his struggles in wrestling, man. To be honest with you, uh, just dealing with all the politics, dealing with all the behind the scenes stuff that we, you know, we glamorize wrestling as this like beautiful um, show, you know, really thought out almost these two guys painting a picture, but, but a lot of times you don't hear about the other side of the struggles of the, the promoters of the, of the not having money to pay their guys of uh, whatever, all this stuff. So uh, I think it's a very cool listen for Mr. Onyx Cooper talking about his um, start in wrestling and then his struggles in wrestling and leaving wrestling for a time and getting back in full throttle. I think it's a super cool story. So check that out. And then um, in the next few weeks, guys, we have, some very, very cool uh, people on the show. We have uh, Mr. Sean Hendricks, leader of Legion, man. I hope uh, I hope we're going to be okay. Maybe we'll join the flock, me and Nate Laws. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe we are Legion. Maybe we are many. He's coming on the show. In the next few weeks, uh, I know we are in touch with former reality wrestling champion Mr. Gino will be on the show. Um, we also have the, um, how can I put this, the infamous Mr. Kid Ransom will be sitting across from me, and hopefully he doesn't beat me up for making fun of him every week. Uh, Mr. Kid Ransom will be on the show. We'll be hearing about his journey, and um, you know the, the 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 Ransom Nation is strong. But but as we grow the Ransom Hate Nation, um, you know we keep his name out there. We keep him over, good or bad. You know what I'm saying, Kid Ransom. So he will be on the show here in the next few weeks. We got tons of awesome people lined up. Um, we want to hear about their journey. We want to hear about their love for wrestling. We want to hear about what inspires them. So that's all I really have to say about that, man. Let's get in this week with Mr. Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I love Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I will go on record and say he is my favorite performer at Roe. Just amazing in all that he does. He keeps it real. He keeps it healed just the way I like it. Let's get in it with Mr. Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes DVD. Come Uh-oh. on, baby. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to get rock and Let's roll? Do this, man. And welcome to Chop to the Chest Radio. Woo! Come on, baby. That's how we do. It. I like. I like the. I'm Arsenio. gonna add the Arsenio Hall. I like that. You're bringing that in. You're bringing that in. I am so excited. I am your host, Chevy Chavaria, the excellence of podcast execution. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my tag team on this podcast, baby, Mr. Nate Laws. Give it up. Phone nine in the building. What's the phone nine? I'm. I'm super excited about the show. I'm sitting over here marking out. My all-time, and I'm not just saying this because he's here. You can ask anybody I run with. He's my, lying. I, my he's all-time so lying. <laughs> favorite reality of wrestling wrestler right now sitting across the table from me. You Mr. say your favorite? Of reality wrestling. Real no, you wrestling. know you're my 409. Oh, no. I'm, bro. Nate lost four on our Nate lost a row. Hashtag. That's what we're Hashtag. doing. Hashtag. That's what we're doing. Look hey, at me. Already. But just as excited as you are, I'm also excited. Uh-huh. I'm I'm going old school, 1996. I am crunk right now. Oh, dang. It did get real. It got real. Mr. Rufus, Ryan Davidson. Come on. Man. Man. Here. Uh, Well, I appreciate the show. I don't blame you for me being your favorite. That's kind of right. I'm just kidding. No one likes me. The only thing I'm Uh, super sad about, if you go to road shows, he's not wearing his nose tape right now. I'm not. I'm I'm so sad right now. I was hoping, you know. That is paying homage to uh, both Booker T and Stevie Ray, uh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. 
Harlem Heat, right. my personal favorites. And uh, I thought I'd just send a nice little homage to them and just keep the nose tape alive, you know. And I know Nate Laws could attest us, you know, former uh, players of the gridiron, man. That's something that's very effective yeah. when we got to go ahead Most and bust definitely. some heads open, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, next time I'll wear that nose tape. I like it, dude. It stands out. When you're, when you're in the ring, it. it stands out. I love it. It's almost like, well, who's this guy think he is wearing that nose tape? Like, and it, it goes perfect <laughs> with that heel like gimmick it's almost borderline nerdy you know what i'm saying yeah, to get man. in there and it's it's just like oh yeah oh, it makes the crowd kind of like uneasy like why does he have that on his face you know what i'm I saying mean, really, i love it but the you know it hits the nail on the head man because i mean I'm, I'm the biggest closet nerd you've ever met man. Like i'm not even joking i don't think there's anything wrong with ever being a nerd i think it's right. more, i think it's more loud and proud than it's ever been yeah in the i feel of, that history of comics or daily anything. i live it every you day at, you look at the money that that comics is filtering in you're looking at the popularity and it's always good for business and, I, I mean, and, and, and and what we do here at Chopper Chess Radio, I mean, we're just passionate about local wrestling. That's what we do. Right. We're trying to get that out there. And I, the the line between wrestling and comics and guys who wrestle and guys who love wrestling mm-hmm. is is not – it's waved all over the place. There's not really a division. Like most of the people that come in the shop have some sense of history of wrestling, whether it be Attitude Era, whether it be old school, whether right. – you, you can't really – not a day goes by in Toxic City Comics where we're actually recording Toxic City Studios, kind of that thing, if we just kind of jumped into it, that not one person brings up wrestling. 90% of that's because I'm here. I'm not going to lie to you. But, uh, My kind of people. Right. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nate Laws, what do you got for us? Anything on the brain? Anything on, on the mind today right now? Well, man, I'll tell you what. My boy is in the building, man, and I'm just so... A lot of people don't know this, but me and Brian, me and Ryan, I'm sorry. Are we Look, really good friends? Right, he doesn't even Brian. he doesn't know his name. Hold on, Ryan, hold on, Ryan. I'm sorry, man. Right, right. But me and Ryan, we've been around each other for years. I'm talking about yeah. first time I met him. I believe it was we were in Alvin doing a show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alvin, Texas. Texas. Alvin, yeah, Texas. It's been a minute. Bro. Yes, from, from, from <laughs> Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Bam. I miss yes. Bam Bam, man. That's where I got to wrestle uh, Pat Tanaka. I remember oh, yeah. that. Remember. One of my matches there was Pat Tanaka. Bam Bam was always a good guy, man. And I actually enjoyed Man, but it's been so long since I've been down in Alvin, man. Oh, yeah. I remember you used to run those shows, Gustavo Mendoza and the Bulkster. And oh, man. man. Come oh, on, PWA, man. man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. like, I'm excited to sit next to you. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for, this is either a tag team foreman or uh, someone's going to break out and I'm going to end up through a table. And I'm totally okay with that. Like, See, if y'all, <laughs> you just said tag team. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm all for it. I just don't think the world's for it. Right, right. Are you? I mean, that's like the mega powers, brother. Ooh, yeah. Right, you know right. It's saying? too much. I don't know, but it's, it's like too bigger. much. Mm-hmm. It's bigger. It's almost you know? like other other tag teams would not, you know, they would just be so sad. There's no way they're winning. they step you, into man. a ring and be like, it's over. Hold on. 713 connection. Uh-oh. Like right. that. Boom. Boom. You. I think I need a manager. I know you got Stevie Ray on your side right now, but I mean, yeah, I can, I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll come in with Nate. I can bump Stevie Ray out the way. I'm not scared. You know me. Oh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to. Stevie Ray is actually in all in all honesty, like like okay, like some guys look at these wrestlers and say, "I want to do that." I look at the Paul Heymans, I look at the 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 Jimmy Mouth of the South, and I'm like, "I want to do that." Like, and so Stevie Ray going to the reality of of, of wrestling shows. I mean, you know, there there was a time um, when when I first started going, I'm like, "Man, this is really good," and then I see Stevie Ray come out. And um, I, I was blown away by, I mean, just the simple way he looks at the crowd, right. goes to, to yell at ladies in the front row. I mean, yeah. I love it. One time, and I think we talked about this on the show, he came out in a short sleeve, Steve Harvey looking shirt, suit, oh, yeah. like the whole suit was oh, short yeah. sleeve. Oh, yeah. And the crowd just, short sleeve suit, short sleeve suit. Oh. And he stole the show oh, wearing, yeah, just by what he was wearing. My and man so, rocking his fashion, man. He oh. doesn't hide it for nobody. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. 
And I, I'll tell you what, man, it, it's such, you know, it, people could call it kiss and rear ends or whatever. Right. It, it's, well, it's before, not, before it's, for, we just kind of jumped in, but for the listeners out there, Stevie Ray in your reality of wrestling um, is your manager. Absolutely. Right. And what right. I was getting at is, man, is that I, there's nobody that's got more respect in that locker room for Stevie Ray and Booker than me. Uh, I'll challenge anybody on that. Right. Uh, there's just two guys I respect more than anybody on uh, on this planet with that's within this business. Why? And, well, it's just it's just for the sole fact it's not only what they've done, but it's the type of people that they are, man. I mean, you you look at Book and Stevie to where these guys, and I mean, they've accomplished so much in wrestling. Like if I had an eighth, and I'll even go right. and say a sixteenth of the career that any of those guys have had, I'd be a huge success in pro wrestling. And I know my career is nowhere near being done, but the fact of the matter is, these guys give up their time, they give up their money. Mm-hmm. And they give up all the knowledge that they gain over the years for guys like me and other guys who come through reality wrestling. Man, it's it's a blessing, dude. And you can't help, man. I mean, it's like how could you ever repay somebody for something that's priceless? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, uh, I mean, I don't think Book would ever mind taking a check or two. You know, yeah, what right, I'm right, 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 right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, if there's one word that I have to describe being a part of reality wrestling, let alone having Booker T for his wisdom. Uh, and his coaching, uh, and having Stevie Ray, man, I'm just, I'm just so grateful, man. I'm so, so grateful. I thought you were going to spell out soft. Sorry. <laughs> there's one worm. No. Uh, but no, man, uh, Mr. Ruthless Ryan Davidson, where did you get started wrestling? Mm. Well, before I, uh, you know, put down this protein shake, I'm trying right. to... Right, totally. Wrestling, <laughs> wrestling with a protein I'm, shake, I'm baby. I'm totally being meathead one-on-one right That's now. Right. Um, so when I started in, pro- in professional wrestling, man, I, you know, I... Football, you know, as, as me and Nate, that's one thing right. we always got in common real quick is that we were, you know, we're big football heads, man. We were just brothers of the gridiron, you know what I mean? And uh, and I went ahead and I played for West Texas A&M University. And ironically enough, that is the same university that uh, Dusty Rhodes, Tolly Blanchard, Tito Santana, Bruiser Brody, and Dory and Terry Funk all played sports at. Awesome. Ooh. All of them. And uh, it, it was just Call that ironic. I don't think so. I think it's called destiny. It's all like, right, oh, right. I'm going to wrestling so, university. Okay, so so awesome. now, now that you brought right. that up, where say say what was the first your first memories of wrestling? What what did you? Well, man, so, like so prior college football. I've always I've always been a I've always been a fan of wrestling. Like that was the thing. I think my first memories of it is that I had like the old school like WCW trading cards, and I kind of grew up in a household. I have man, sets of those sitting. In the I, 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 I kind of grew up in a household to where like you know I, I wasn't allowed to watch certain things growing up. Okay. But um, as I got older, kind of getting into my teens, you know, I was just flipping through the channel. I know I think one of my first memories of watching wrestling is I see Jim. Cornette literally getting um, tossed out of the ring by Jose Lothario and Shawn Michaels that are in the middle <laughs> middle of the ring awesome. doing some things. They're leading into that feud where it was him and Kevin Nash and um, or Diesel, I should say. And then, of course, around you know ninety early ninety seven, of course, it was all Stone Cold Steve Beautiful. Austin, Degeneration X, and all those great wonderful things that everybody enjoyed back then. And then it just grew from there. And then once I was always a WWE WWF guy. Uh, and then from there, it went from ECW, WCW, then just everything pro wrestling in general. Right. So there were some things I had to catch up on because, I mean, when I say I didn't watch WCW, I didn't watch WCW till like, probably around year 2000. 
Right. Not even And joking. that was NWO. I mean, right? literally, and this is going to be also ironic, I really didn't start watching, I know he'll probably appreciate me saying this, mm-hmm. but I didn't start watching WCW right until around book one, his first heavyweight title. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I just really didn't. I was all like, oh, who's this dude? Booker T, this guy's cool, right on. Right. So, uh, and and then that was towards the watching, end of WCW, right? Right, and I was going, that's when I started watching WCW, so like on. Did, correct I, me if I'm wrong, didn't didn't when they, when they WWE bought out WCW, wasn't Booker T champion? Yeah, won the belt yeah. that night. He that night, that yeah. Last time yeah, man. So he was the and, last champion. And, and I remember that for a fact because I went to WrestleMania 17. And that okay. was a month before WrestleMania 17. And uh, that was a great experience. But, yeah, man, I've always been a wrestling fan, dude. And, and just uh, so many just so many different, you know, just memories of wrestling. I have buddies of mine that we still watch wrestling and talk wrestling to this day. And, you know, and they're I know they're proud for me actually being a part of the business, you know, and everything because I always tell them, man, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a wrestler. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was the biggest Mick Foley fan on the oh. planet. Did you see, when, so you, like, when you walked into Doc City Comics, did you see the signed socks? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. On the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the first things. And then, uh, you know, he was, like, one of the biggest things. And, of course, I was fans of, like, Undertaker, Stone Cold, right. and The Rock, and everybody else. But that, the guy that made me want to be in the business was Triple H. Really? I just, I just thought that he. Give me for curveball. Yeah, yeah, man, go. I just thought he. I was so you don't have you have no idea like as a huge wrestling fan how I how conflicted I was on who to cheer for. Royal Rumble 2000 street fight between okay. Cactus Jack and Triple H. <laughs> oh, okay. I was okay. like, I didn't know how to act. I just sat in silence I, I, but watching But I think this that's one of those moments that, looking back where we're at now on the love of wrestling, right. you cheer for the actual idea of wrestling in that. Mm-hmm. Because what these guys are doing was so good and so so beautiful that, right. um, you know, just the, the wrestling itself. Wrestling itself won that day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. wrestling, wrestling wins every day in my mm-hmm. life, man. I'm so grateful to be a part of the business, you know, and I, th- I think that kind of what helps me in my attitude and mindset to get to where I want to go in this business because yeah, people need to look at it that are in this business is that you have a lot of guys that might get bitter or they might get upset because maybe things don't go their way. Mm-hmm. I understand the fact that I chose professional wrestling. Pro wrestling didn't choose me. Yeah. And that and with the fact of that is like I'm so grateful each time that I get to step in the ring and I get to be a part of shows and do what I love to do and be able to if ironically enough and I know I've said ironically probably about nine times I'm on this okay podcast already. It's one of my favorite words, but ironically enough, that's number yeah. ten, whoever's mm-hmm. counting. Uh, right. being in a comic book store doing this podcast, I feel like a superhero. When I'm a professional wrestler. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Because I mean, ruthless Ryan Davidson is totally in my mind. It's it's my version of Batman. You know what I mean? So and and just to go out and play that character and to be a part of that in my life, like I'm just so grateful for it. But uh, getting back to uh, pro wrestling and everything like that and how I started. So I played college football. Was always a fan. My dorm room was littered with all kinds of posters. And pitchers. I mean, you probably would have thought I was playing for the other side of the team. Right, right, right. All the, the big jacked up dudes like, why are these that were oily, all over my why wall. Why are these oily guys right. on your wall? There were no like chicks, right. like, hot chicks. And I mean, I might have had like a, a Lita or a Mickey right. James poster. Say, but, but then you got a Mick yeah. Foley poster, and you're um, like, I don't oh, have actually, no room. Sorry, I Lita. Did have, <laughs> I did have one Don Marie poster on my door that I was right. there. Nice. Don Marie was always one of my favorites. But mm. so, anyways, uh, so yeah, going through college and everything like that, and then one thing, um, I met. A guy that was in my speech class, 
And uh, I threw a wrestling reference. He threw one right back. And he was like, hey, man, I have a scrambler in my dorm room. Do you want to come over and watch this company called TNA? Because at the time, TNA was just starting. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but they were doing like Wednesday weekly pay-per-views for like $10. You can watch TNA every Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah, and you could do this. And the first match I ever saw TNA was low-key versus AJ Styles okay. in the main event. And I was just like, who in the hell are these guys? These guys are amazing. Right. Just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Right? Was it was it Octagon back then? Was it Octagon ring? No, I think I think they actually sided, no. It was still it was still four sided ring. This okay. was before they and did it was the Octagon. This, this before who they started went, uh, TNA. Was that Jeff Jarrett? That was yeah. Jarrett. Yeah, they, this when they were the TNA Asylum, I think in Nashville. So okay. that was that was back yeah. then. That was back. I don't, I don't know if y'all remember early TNA, but they I had don't. like I'm, they I'm had a little, like pole dancers like on each side of the stage. Oh, like, they come no. out. Like, I, uh, what's up? What's going I on? Like, uh, I like drawing right. lines in the sand. I'm anti-TNA. I throw it out there every show. Like right. if I Usually if wrestlers come straight out of TNA into something I like, I don't like them because they haven't got the, the, the TNA dust off of them. Right. The TNA rub. I, I like. I get AJ Styles' approval because he at least went to New Japan Pro in between right. his jump around. But right. AJ, it's AJ Styles, bro. You can't. Yeah, no, I don't exactly. care where that dude is. It's like I, what, I'm trying to hate TNA, AJ Styles. Stop being so good. <laughs> you know? Um, no, but... Uh, Back back to that man. I just uh, you know, so I went over to this guy's dorm. We you know we talked wrestling this that whatever, and he was like, so you know what are you doing? I'm like, man, you know I'm just playing ball, but you know, but you know if I if I don't go to the NFL, uh, you know I'll just try and be a pro wrestler, you know. And I had a couple of NFL scouts that would look at me and like ten other guys that are on the team because the one thing was I was you know I could I was a good backup offensive lineman, but the thing was it was a special teams like I you know as far as like on punt team or whatever right. like I can hike I can hike that ball back there within less than two seconds and. That was something that caught the eye of a couple of NFL teams, and uh, and this was around my sophomore year of college. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I got a shot. But for whatever reason, I guess it just had to be fate, man. Like my love for football just kind of dwindled out, and the pro wrestling love just kind of just grew. Did you know all the grew. wrestlers you named earlier were attended that college before you got there? I did not. I knew of Terry Funk and Dory Funk because okay. obviously they're from Amarillo. Uh, right. West Texas A&M is located in Canyon, Texas, which is south of Amarillo. And it's up there in the panhandle of Texas. And uh, I knew of the Funks, but I did not know of everybody else until after I left that college. Oh. And then when I found out about it after I left, I was like, oh, man, it totally makes sense now. You know what I mean? Because Amarillo is a great wrestling town. And wrestling, like, the history there is just, like, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? And um, so going from watching these shows with, with a buddy, uh, with a, his name was Adam, by the way. So watching shows with Adam and all that other stuff, he's like, well, you know, if you ever want to be a pro wrestler, I know this guy that owns this wrestling organization in Amarillo. It's called Amarillo Championship Wrestling. Why don't you come down? And I'm like, oh, man, let me know. A couple weeks go by. I didn't hear anything, but every time that I drive into town, because, you know, Canyon is a small town. Amarillo is like the city, I guess. And you, I'd have to go drive in Amarillo if I wanted to do stuff or whatever. Off the side of the freeway in between Canyon and Amarillo, there was an outdoor go-kart track in a wrestling ring right in the middle of the go-kart track. And I'm like, oh, crap, there's a ring over there. You know, and I never stopped by or anything. I would just drive by it, and I'd see people just doing stuff in the ring, and I never knew what it was. But I'm thinking, well, this is wrestling town. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Sure enough, man, probably about a couple weeks after that, he's like, hey, let's go check them out. I pull up. 
I meet this guy. Uh, his real name's Billy, but he went by Blade back in the day. Of course. And he's like, oh, you, you big football player? All right, show, show, uh, let me see what you got. Let's try, you cool with taking some bumps? I'm like, absolutely. So I get in this ring. And mind you, it's, it's outdoors. So we're not in a building. We're not in a warehouse or anything. Right. It is outdoors in the middle of a go-kart track. And I step in the ring, and I take my first bump. And you couldn't pull me out of there if you tried. Right. Do you and remember the feeling of your first bump? It hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nate Laws, what do it you hurt. think? Do you remember your first bump? Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes, I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it hurt a lot. Yeah. Car wreck. Let me, let me tell you. You know, I like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a chubby dude. I try to get into some, uh, back, I used to play a little, I don't tell a lot of people this, back in the day, I played a little football All right. back in the day. All right. Um, we used to do these drills where you'd run five yards, you'd kind of roll, and then keep going. You'd get up and keep going. Right. I mm-hmm. so got in my backyard about a couple nights ago. I was like, I think I'm going to get back into some calisthenic stuff. So I tried that. I just landed on the back of my head. Right. I'm laying in the middle of my yard. Right it's right nighttime. Up. I walk in. My kids look up at me. They're like, your back's dirty. <laughs> this is not for me. I'm going back to my Paul Heyman gimmick. I'm going to manage somebody one day. Awesome. So that's where I was. So how long have you actually been? What year was this? How long were you actually? So this wrestling? was uh, this was late 2003. I didn't have my first match till about early 2004. So uh, so basically, I'm going on uh, 12 years, pretty much in professional wrestling. Uh, I, but the thing is, and with all due respect to. Uh, where I broke in and where I traveled around the country and everything like that. I don't, like, I count the years to me personally, but, you know, the thing is, though, is that I didn't really start really learning, really grasping pro wrestling, telling a story, being a star, quote unquote, mm-hmm. until I got the books. Right. Because I learned more in six months being with right. Booker T than I did in the four years prior before I even got the Booker T's in 2008. Right. And I'll get to that. But um, other than that, like I said, I broke into Amarillo. Uh, everything was great. I was doing stuff, you know, matches and everything. I was learning and learning. And then all of a sudden, um, pretty much my, uh, you know, I pretty much was going into my third year of college. And uh, financial aid ran out. And my scholarship, you know, I was playing football, and since I wasn't doing football anymore, all my scholarships were gone. So I basically had zero money to continue for college. And at the time, my grandmother, you know, she had a lot, you know, in investments and everything like that. And she was like, look, I'll pay for your college if you want to go. And uh, I made a decision, and I go, you know what? I love pro wrestling. I'm going to continue this. How, how did your grandmother take that? Was that your my, answer to her? Or you were just like, my, I don't know. The thing, the thing was, yeah. and the one thing I'll give my family, and I'm not suggesting to anybody that they should ever quit school. Right. But the one Ruth thing. Ruth Davis told me I should quit school. Right, man. right. The one thing I will suggest to everyone, though, is follow your dream no matter what. And yeah. that was my dream. And if that means I had to sacrifice school just for the time being. Now, my, my goal was to always, oh, I'll get back into school. Yeah. And things of that nature. But, um. The thing is, is that I don't regret it by any means right. necessary, and I wanted to follow my dream. And with that being said, I went ahead and said bye-bye to West Texas A&M and football and everything else, and I said hello to uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you say that. Um, I, I, and people, people that know me know how I feel about wrestling, and I love right. this, this big romantic side of the, the beauty of the moves and telling the story in the ring. What, what you guys do... Is, is you're part of this elite squad. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of wrestlers in the world, but not near um, as a part of people who want to be there, who right. want to be every single fan, the hundreds and hundreds of fans that that wrap around that ring. There's a piece of all of them that says, 
I just want to get in between those ropes. Right. I, even for a second, one time. Or some of them have been there, and they're like, I remember, so what you guys do, um, you talk about following dreams, man. I yeah, mean, man. That you're, you're part of an elite business. That you can go anywhere in the anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. Right. No matter if you speak the language or not, Japan, Mexico, you're connected with some of these guys. Absolutely. That, that right. nobody else in the world. And y'all know, like, it's been 10 years for you and 12 years for you. You still remember the feeling of your first bump the first time your shoulders hit that mat right. and there's something just gorgeous about that yeah, man. you know while you're talking about it go ahead brother for people who don't see ryan davidson this dude is like he's just like a side of beef right now side of beef <laughs> side of beef i'm talking about hey, somebody taking me dinner after this <laughs> no, no. No. like you're watching rocky you go in there and yeah, yeah. Beef. that's ryan davidson right, right there. this big old side of beef <laughs> so i can just imagine coming into contact with that mat for the first time this guy Good lord! This oh, man, man, this this big old Nate Laws over here talking about the yeah. size of beef. When this man, I mean, the the uh, Nate Law, Nate Laws is girthy. That's oh, a good man. word. I'm gonna go, but girthy. not girthy, but in a good way. I just want to say in for a the good record yeah. that we all know Nate Laws is from Lamarck and he represents his proud. But 409 is just not the area code. That is the weight that he reps on a daily. <laughs> oh, this man! It's on muscle, bro. He is a massive man. He's so, so massive. Uh, just for anybody out there that ever thinks that Nate Laws can't hold his own, uh, he can hold yours, his, and everybody else's around. Nate Laws, so Just want to get that Rosie. out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Now, here, hold on. Now why I got you on that topic, you okay. just went ahead and said that I'm a big old side of beef. Yes, sir. And somebody referenced into Rocky. Mm-hmm. So am I Rocky hitting the beef, or am I the beef that's getting hit by Rocky? <laughs> well, well, you're I'm sort calling of, you out right Well, now. you're sort of close to me right now, so uh, you're going to go with Rocky. <laughs> I think you're going to go with Rocky. Beef with beef. I'm going to tell you, after those first bumps in my first year of wrestling uh, i can probably tell you i was definitely that side of beef that rocky was pounding on because everybody asked me ryan what was tougher pro wrestling or college football and i played against a lot i played against a lot of guys that in uh still to this day uh they're veterans in the nfl right and uh guys that have played in super bowls things that things of that nature and uh i can tell you this right now there wasn't a two-day or three-day that was ever tougher than a training for pro wrestling. And right. that's, just, that's just how it was, man. The conditioning, the bumps, the hits, everything. And uh, like I said, I'll put that with anybody. Not saying that football isn't tough because, my God, you have to be right, the right. elite of the elite to but, play that But, sport. I mean, there's so many people out there that are like, oh, that's fake. And I'm, I'm always oh, like, God, the oh, word you're Lord. looking for is predetermined. Oh, there's man. nothing, you know. And, uh, know and so, like, uh, yeah. man, and so many people. And so they, they just don't understand the, the – I mean, you're seeing guys – I'm going from professional side of things, um, you know, WWE side of things, I should say. I mean, guys like Cesaro just do things yeah, and pick man. up people. Like, yeah. I don't care how much this guy is letting him pick it up. You sh- just the way he picks up people should – that, that's not possible, like, these guys, you know? He's a genetic and, freak, man. Yeah. I, I know that's a Scott Steiner reference, but I'm just saying, like, Cesaro's right. just one of those guys, man, that just come, like, every – one of him comes, like, every 10 to 15 right. years. And, I mean, I hope the fans appreciate a talent like his, man, because when you see a guy like that, athletic as he is, lean as he is, quick as he is, and, of course, strong as he is, man, you don't, you don't get many guys like that in pro wrestling, let alone sports in general. Right, so, so – we're continuing this journey with ruthless Ryan Davidson, and you ended up in what uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, so right? so, everybody, Oklahoma? so everybody's like, why Oklahoma? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why Oklahoma. Uh, I'm a very loud, very proud Texas boy, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised in Houston, uh, and you know I love the Lone Star State. But the reason why Oklahoma is because uh, when I broke into wrestling business, there was a wrestler by the name of Cody Jones. He wrestles out in the Chicago area right now. His dad is Tom Jones, Mister Ebony Tom Jones. 
and Tom Jones is pretty much a patriarch, let alone a pioneer for uh, African American wrestlers in the Southern territories of pro wrestling. I was he's, thinking about different Tom he's, Jones. Oh he's, he's, he, well, yeah, everybody thinks of like <laughs> what, Tom <laughs> Jones, right. Tom Jones, the singer. I'm like, nah, man, Mr. Ebony, Tom Jones. That's my Tom Jones, mm-hmm. man. Uh, you want to talk about one of the greatest human beings to ever walk this earth, man? Like just the nicest guy, give you the shirt off his back, literally, uh, and just a fantastic wrestler. And he's wrestled the who's who. I mean, he's been all over the territories in Dallas and Oregon and all over the Southern territories. I think he was the first. Uh, I think he was the first black wrestler to actually hold singles titles in like the state of Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama. So he Alabama. did not work for the WWE. No, he never worked mm. for the you WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just I mean, kidding, guys. But, he, uh, <laughs> but you know, he he did. Like I said, he paved the way for not just you know not just just black yeah. wrestlers, but all wrestlers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just a fantastic guy. And like I said, he was uh, my buddy's dad, and he ran an organization out in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, called uh, Mid South Wrestling Alliance. And so we were just sitting there and going, well, shoot, man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna follow pro wrestling, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go here to Oklahoma and see what this is about. And it was a fantastic territory then, um, and everything. And I met a lot of great guys and a lot of old school guys that really took me under their wing. And really polished me up and really taught me the very good roots of good old psychology and why you do certain things and all that other type of stuff. Moves and things I've kind of learned later on down the line, but why you do certain things, telling a story, that's where I really started to grasp things was in Oklahoma. And then from Oklahoma, that's where I traveled back into Texas, Arkansas, Ohio, Indiana, Florida, Alabama, um, Colorado, all over the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, but uh, other than that, I've just went up. anywhere and everywhere that I possibly could. And then uh, after being there for a few years, man, 2007, uh, basically, (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing, but basically was with a girl, didn't work out, and I was like, well, there's nothing left for me in Oklahoma. I'll bet done about as everything I can do. So I packed everything up in my 98 Pontiac Grand Dam and uh, drove right back to my hometown and just uh, continued to follow the dream. And I was wrestling around the, you know, here in the local uh, areas, wrestling for Tugboat and Bob Murphy and Texas All-Star and a couple other places. And then uh, I went ahead and had this match one night at um, – at uh, WOW, which was, uh, you know, Tugboat's organization back then, and uh, went ahead and wrestled a guy named Austin Rhodes and had a match with him. And uh, Nate Laws, you know Austin Yes, Rhodes. I do. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I had this match with Austin Rhodes, and uh, me and Austin always got along. And, he, you know, he's very he came up old school and knows his stuff, and he's a great worker. And um, I've been good friends with another guy named Steve DeMarco and uh, his good buddy and also a fantastic wrestler. His name's Adrian Sensation. He wrestled out of uh, PCW in Dallas, which was a hotbed for Texas wrestling for a long time. Long, long time. And uh, I loved working in Dallas. I loved working for PCW. But they saw me work Austin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get done with the match. And uh, good buddy Silky Baines comes to the back. And he's like, hey, man, there's some guys out here who want to talk to you. I go, yeah, okay. Next thing you know, these guys are like, oh, man, that was like a great match, man. You made them look like a million bucks, bro. You got to get the Booker T's. You want to come to Books? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, do bears crap in woods? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do want to come to Booker T's. You know what I mean? So um, next thing you know, man, I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of got red carpet treatment, thankfully, to, to Steve DeMarco and Adrian. And, uh, and I went ahead and um, – Walked into uh, Booker T's PWA in uh, summer of 2000, and or no, I'm sorry, yeah, early summer of 2008, and uh, met Book for the first time, and been there ever since, man. And that, and that's where was that in Clear Lake? 
No, that was uh, the, the, his first school was right there in downtown Houston, right there off of Commerce Street, uh, and it was a fantastic building. I, I, me personally, it was the Performance Center before the Performance Center. Yeah. It was a massive building. We had like six or seven rings mm-hmm. set up there. We had a fully decked out weight room, big old back. I mean, uh, back area for locker room area and everything. I mean, it was a phenomenal building to train in. Ceiling was a little low, but when you walk into a building and you have seven rings, yeah. you want to talk about an adult playground i mean right, it was right. just unbelievable it was a place that you didn't want to leave and so many good memories there man and uh just remember the first time ever meeting booker t it was like i don't know man like it's like i've never met muhammad ali but if it was like meeting muhammad right. ali oh. that's basically what it was meeting booker t i was just like whoa you know right, what i mean right. and it was just it was totally cool and uh, you know he's like well uh let me see if some matches of you off youtube and i'm like oh man so the first i'm trying to it's kind of funny. I tried scrolling through YouTube and being like, "All right, man, let me let me." I'm trying like, oh, let me find the good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me find the good match. And then all of a sudden, I go on this match, and uh, uh, we, it's a match between me and a guy named Robert Evans. He also wrestled as uh, Archibald Peck uh, in Chikara, and okay. he was in Ring of Honor for a little bit. Is, Actually, is he the one who had the mask and the mask had the mustache on it? No, no, no. That's okay. um, that's that's the baseball gimmick. That's your head. Yes, 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 yes. No, Archibald no. Peck was like the the marching band uh, coordinator gimmick. Like, he oh had, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Chikara is amazing. Ro- Robert Evans is I'm a fantastic, fantastic human being. So smart, so ahead of his time. And uh, but the thing was, we had this match and it was great. But we did like this goofy spot to where he pulled my pants down and I was tripping all over my tights and all this other stuff and I cut them off with a clothesline with my pants around my ankles and it was totally to entertain the crowd but Booker's just sitting there and his first match of me is me just rolling around with my pants around right. my ankles <laughs> sitting there trying to work I mean if you're going to make an introduction just, baby you go bigger go like, home that's yeah, I'm right I'm like what a great first impression and right. you know he gave me that whole uh, lesson of like you need to learn to do hee hee not ha ha people won't take you seriously you gotta just they can giggle but they don't right. need to laugh at and, you. And, and then Which Stone Cold right. hit him with a pack of flour. Right, exactly. After he said that. <laughs> so, uh, um. But, no, nah, man, it was just one of many great lessons that book, book taught me. But ever since then, man, it was just like, I mean, it was just a ride, man. And like I said, it is a straight shoot. Like, right. six months being there, I learned way more in that time than I did in the four, four and a half years of running all over the country. And that's no disrespect to anybody in Oklahoma or in all the states that I competed in right. or Dallas or wherever. It was just the fact of Booker T, love him or hate him, he's a Hall of Famer. And right. he's one of the you best can't. that's ever been. And that type of knowledge is Right. I mean, he climbed the ladder and stood on top of it. I Absolutely. Mean, Absolutely. And, you know. So, yeah, and so. that's and that's pretty much how I got my start. And then, you know, developed friendships, you know, with uh, Gustavo Mendoza and uh, Kevin Bernhardt, also known as uh, Kelly Kevin, the Cajun kid. <laughs> uh, you know, and, uh, my boy Rockstar Robbie and uh, Kid Ransom, a couple other guys, too. And, uh, you know, guys that have been in PWA pretty much day one, Gabe Hollier and the Pride, so on and so forth, you know, and Jared Steel from back then, and so many different guys, man. And uh, PWA back then with, is true and dear to my heart. And um, you know, just to see from where it's gone from PWA to reality wrestling, man, yeah. it's um, it's unbelievable, man. And I'm I'm very grateful to be a part of it. That is awesome. Yeah, so, what, what can we? Um, so, your role in reality of wrestling right now? Where do you where are you sitting in all that? Well, uh, basically behind the scenes, rather than being the uh, number one baddest mf'er on the planet I on like camera, ruthless Ryan Davidson. Backstage, man, um, I'm just trying to do what um, 
guys have done to me onto the fact of uh, no, not just beat the crap out of me, <laughs> make me humble or anything like that. Right. But um, what I try to do, man, is just help out the the younger demographic, the people that are just starting to train. And mm-hmm. I'm uh, one of the trainers at Reality of Wrestling, and uh, man, it, it's a fantastic experience, man, because you know it's just uh, it's it's so awesome to see people so pure and so full of like fire you know what i mean just yeah, like yeah. they love pro wrestling and they're like oh i want to be a part of this i want to learn and this that whatever and it just makes you appreciate things so much more and kind of rekindle that love that you have because sometimes you know you've been doing it for a while and things of that nature sometimes things get you know re- you know regardless whether you're foaming at the mouth for competition and just trying to get your name out there sometimes you can feel like you hit a plateau or whatever right. when you deal with the younger demographics and people that are just getting their niche in professional wrestling right. Man, it's awesome, and it sparks a fire in you, man. And I just, I love being a trainer, and I love trying to help out as many people as I can. The way that guys helped me out and pulled me to the side and go, you know, hey kid, let me show you a thing or two. You know what I mean? Now it was way different than what it is, than what how it's trained and everything now, because yeah. you know, it was probably something that I didn't want, but it was something that I need. And I, man, I got the crap kicked out of me when I first right. started pro wrestling. You're, you're you're catching that tail end of the old school, dude. Oh man, so, absolutely. You know, it's like it's yeah. like the internet absolutely. just starting to blow up. You know, yeah, so yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was just like that, man. I mean, you know, and but I mean, don't get me wrong. It was all for respect and right. you know, respecting those that came before you. But man, I, it was never one of those. Uh, let me speak my opinion or anything like that. Or oh, mm-hmm. I have three matches and think I got it. Oh no, yeah. there was somebody always bigger. Always better, always mm-hmm. stronger, and if that guy set out of place, man, somebody would put me right, right back into place. And uh, I became very humble very quickly. Not that I ever had a big head or anything like yeah. that on that nature, but it was just uh, something I, that I got, and it related a lot to football and being brought up in that aspect and everything. And um, it, it was just awesome, man. So playing that role in reality of wrestling is just awesome, and being under you know that tutelage between so you're like the vet, you're like the vet. Yeah, man. Thing. It's but hey, it's, man, it's crazy. I will tell you yeah. this: some of these uh, some of these young bucks, I'll say, come in here at Talk City Comics, they drop off flyers and they do that, or I'll right, run right, into right, guys, right, right. and and I, it always gets brought up. Oh, that guy loves wrestling. That guy loves rowing. So I start talking to these guys, and uh, I don't know if anybody's ever told you there's some crazy dude in a comic book shop, and I'm like. Ruthless Ryan Davidson is my favorite reality of wrestling wrestler. Awesome. awesome. And every single one of them talk about you with such respect. Dude. Awesome. He's yeah, an man. amazing dude. Yeah, you man. know what I'm saying? So, and I'm like, oh, he's not crappy to y'all behind the scenes because I like keep it real, keep it heal. You know what I'm saying? I want you yeah. to be. Oh, don't. I want no. you to be healed don't, to him, but they're like, he's don't so, get it twisted. I, I'll, you know? Don't get it twisted. I'll jack tires from people's cars. They're like, he's so nice. I'll, I'll I'm, cut in front of little guy. kids in line. I don't care. Yeah. I'll be a heel to the true uh, to the fullest, man, until uh, the day I die. But you know, the bottom line is, is man, there's that one thing, regardless whether people love me or they hate me. And I guess I just have a knack. I don't know if it's my face or. Something, right. but I just have a knack that as soon as somebody sees me, boo! You know what I mean? So I've always, I've always pretty much mainly been a heel my entire career. But the thing is, though, why is be that, anything else? But you know, the one thing that I'm big on anything else, and this goes from either giving it or taking it, is respect. Yeah, and and I appreciate people that respect me because I respect the wrestling fan. Right. I respect people who love pro wrestling right. because it's even though it's so big and it's so popular, it's still in the same way. It's almost like an underground cult. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's not a lot of pro wrestling. And not everybody's a pro wrestling fan. Kind of the same way as not everybody loves comics. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everybody loves certain demographics of things. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate it so much because it is like a brotherhood. And for people that, you know, I share the ring with and, and share in the business with, it's people that I'll connect and have relationships mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Right. Way more than I did when I was a quote-unquote normal everyday Joe. You know right. what I mean? So. And then and then there's that whole side of things where, okay, this guy's walking in wearing a John Cena shirt. You're like, okay, the guy likes wrestling. You see a guy walk in wearing, let's say, a Lucha Underground shirt. You're kind of right. like, there's a piece of that's like that guy knows about wrestling, and there's right. a different, you know what right. I'm saying? Or, oh, yeah. or, or or you see some of those uh, some of those indie, you know, Top Rope Tuesday shirts. Like I've seen some like John right. Moxley shirts, and you're like. Yeah. Okay. Or a bullet. Okay. Or a bullet club shirt. Yeah. Bullet club shirt that's available. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nate Law shirt, baby. <laughs> I was, uh, bro. I was wearing a Nate Law shirt uh, yeah. one of the last times I went to row. Right. You know, they have the guys that that I guess the the, the guys that are in training doing the tickets and being kind of the bouncers and I'm guessing that's the way right, that kind of. Right, right, right. And I walk by this dude and they're like, "What's up, man?" I'm like, "What's up?" And I walk by and I hear him whisper to his boy, "That dude had a Nate Law shirt on." <laughs> like he was like just like day laws coming up you know what i'm saying so uh, I, I thought that was so funny it just made me laugh and uh no man if you guys have not checked out reality wrestling booker t's row man it is coming up um what how do you tell me tell me a little bit more like i said i'm not sitting on too much time limits whenever you're like i gotta go bro oh Stop no talking. no it's all good Trust um, me. Come, I'll, I'll how, how, how did how did the transition go from the? Because I've been to the Clear Lake when you guys are in Clear Lake. To what was the what was the meeting like? What was the uh, the hey? This is what we're doing. What were y'all thinking when y'all got the the notice that you guys were getting your own arena? That y'all think book was crazy for putting over here at what seemed to be a failing Mall of the Mainland, but mm. now we're right. seeing life being breathed into it left and right. Oh man, so that's, that's all the credit to the you know the genius of uh, you know of, of book and what he's done and all the help that he gets on the outside. And you know I got to put her over real quick, obviously. Uh, uh, but you know there can't be a great uh, king without a great queen. Come on, true. And I know uh, Come Queen Charmel. Uh, she's definitely the brains of the operation, and uh, the the work that that woman does behind the scenes and helps out. You know when either Booker's there or not there. I mean, she basically is the mom to everybody at Reality Wrestling, and uh, she is the biggest asset we have beautiful you know and mm-hmm. i'm just you know she's she's awesome books awesome and you know coming from what we did in clear lake to how we are now um it's just been a night and day difference man but the one thing that's never changed has been the talent you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. and what i mean by and what i mean by the talent i'm not just saying just the same old guys and stuff and of course there's you got a couple of guys that have been there since day one and all that other good stuff but what i mean by the talent is is that we always had an overabundance of it yeah, and I guess mm-hmm. that's what kept us going and kept us going and kept us going. But there have been tough times in the Clear Lake, Convin- I mean, uh, Clear Lake Sports Complex. Even though we loved that building to death, and we had a lot of good memories, good shows, great matches in there. I know from my career and other people's careers, it's just the thing was, man, is that it got tough, man. Like around like I think it was 2010, 2011, man. It was 50 people maybe 60 on a good night, you know, and we're going to, you know, and there's shows across town and nothing against them, but the other wrestling shows, and I support all pro wrestling, right. so I don't mm-hmm. care what organization you wrestle for. Yeah. If you're a pro wrestler and you do pro wrestling, I support you to the fullest. And, uh, but there are other shows that with all due respect to them, they're all great guys and girls and they got talent, but they didn't have as much talent as we did. Yeah. And, and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't work and put on the type of shows that we did, but yet for some reason, <laughs> we weren't drawing mm-hmm. and it was tough and it was really frustrating there were a lot of times that there have been talks to where doors were going to be shut down 
for sure. Like this, this is going to be it. We're not going to do shows for a while. We might do a show every other month or maybe every three or four months, something of that nature. Cause it was getting tough. And once again, the, a lot of stuff, uh, that has came from reality wrestling is all from Booker and Charmel. And that's why I respect them so much is because they don't have to do any of this, right. but, but their love for the business and love and books, you know, vision of bringing wrestling back to Houston, the way that Paul Bosch did back in the day, no reason why, man. He kept things running and gunning, and we were there with him, man. We were soldiers to the fullest, man. It's like, bro, if you got our backs, we got your back, man. You're bleeding for us, we're going to bleed for you type thing. You know what I mean? And I mean literally. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, other, than, other than that, man, just to see where it's came from, man, I remember our first, like, reality of wrestling taping. It was uh, me and uh, uh, Abel Andrew Jackson in the main event. And, uh, you know, and yeah, oh, yeah, oh, he's always got my vote. I love Abel, he's, he's a great guy. Um, but and another guy that's been there since day one, man. And, uh, you know, we had great matches, and other guys had awesome matches too. And then you bring in, we're bringing in so much more talent, you know. And then you got like, you know, you got the Lockharts, and you got Rob Barnes, you know, and then you have, you know, we got guys now like JJ Blake. Brian Keith, yes. uh, you know we have uh, Gino. Uh, there's so but, many. Man, so let me many tell you, guys, and pa- pass, you know pass I mean? the word on. I was not sold on Gino, just as a fan. Really, this young buck coming oh, in. Here, I'm like, who's this guy? I saw him, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know, whatever. You know, I'd watch his match. Cool. Right, right. I love his finisher. He has a killer finisher. Oh, no, I like it's, it. yeah, it's sweet. I like that. I and, watched and, him. And um, it's very effective. I know I, for a fact. At the last, you know, I'm saying, throwing it out on the table, at the last. Rose show, he wrestled uh, Marcellus. Yeah, Marcellus Black. Marcellus yeah, Black. Yeah, man. Um, I always want to say Marcellus Wallace, but I know he's not the guy from <laughs> Pulp, Pulp <laughs> Fiction. Yeah, I feel that. I'm, I'm wearing the Kill Bills right now. Right. And, um, dude, he, he, he and no, no disrespect to Marcellus, but Chino carried that match, man. Right. And he, you know, and as, as a fan, you know, we, we, we think we know stuff. And I never said foot in the ring. You guys put it on the, so I have mad respect for all, everything they do. So right. when I say, oh, I'm not feeling this, dude, it's, it's, no, this guy is way better than me and has my respect just for getting in the ring. But as a fan, you know, and, uh, dude, he won me over, bro. Yeah, he man. won me over in that match, and I think um, you know, knowing what you know, how young he is, and whatever. Once you really start watching what he's doing, um, like I said, I'm 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 a changed man in the, in the, in the Gino uh, territory, I guess I should say. Right. He uh, you know, he won me over. I watched him really be the ring general as a young guy in that in that uh well you in know that match. the one thing I'll, I'll say about Gino um is that you know he's came such a far away man and for being as young as he is mm-hmm. and the talented as he is he's always had the talent he's always had like the in-ring ability but it was just something that he needed a character he needed something to bring him out and mm-hmm. uh the character that he has now is Gino like the Latin heartthrob man it completely completely works but the thing is is that I have buddies of mine and they and, you know, and people that I know outside of wrestling that watch reality wrestling every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, you can watch that on the CW, Channel 39, every Sunday, uh, soon to be every Saturday night, uh, going Ooh, here into the, on. yeah, bring it just like the old Paul Bosch days, man. Come on. So yeah. check your local listings. Uh, like but that. anyways, um, going back into Gino, man, is that, uh, you know, a lot of guys are all like, who's this guy, this kid? He's yeah. the heavyweight champ, this, that, whatever. And I'm like... Well, exactly. He's the lady I mean, killer. I, he's yeah. he's talented. He's young. Of course, you're gonna hate him. Why not? He's good. Right, you know? right. I mean, but I, I don't understand why the belt's not on Ruthless Ryan Davidson. But continue. well, I don't. I you know? you know that's that's the thing. For that's another argument for another day. <laughs> right. We'll quite have the frankly. argument now. I'm <laughs> not afraid. Quite quite frankly, in, in my opinion, and this is all due respect to the upper yeah. management. I think you know. I know I'm the greatest 
athlete that Good. they have on the roster mm-hmm. that's never Good. been the heavyweight champion. Uh, but, I, you know, the thing is that I know uh, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, the wrestling gods right. have not selected me to be the, right. the leader right now. And, uh, you know, that's fine because I have other aspects and other things on the on the card that I do way better than anybody else. Yeah. And uh, me being the current tag team champions with one Alex Reigns, mm-hmm. we're, 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 we pretty much revived and re-kicking the tag right. team division alive. Right. And uh, that is what we've been doing, and uh, it's going to continue to do so. But back to Gino, man, to give credit where credit's due, uh, he's a talented guy. And, uh, you know, Marcellus, you know, you're talking about carrying that match. I'll tell you what, man, the guy's a former NFL player. Right. He used to play for the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars. And we'll be, I'd say and, two, if you've never seen him, he's two to yeah. three times Gino's size. Oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's legit six I, foot seven, when six I, foot When eight. I first saw Marcellus, yeah. Marcellus Black, people would be like, oh, what's that dude? I'm like, have you guys ever played Mike Tyson Punch Out? He's like the bosses at the end. Like <laughs> he looks like, you know what I'm saying? When guys right. are standing next to him, right? So no, man. But uh, the one one thing about Marcellus, man, is that uh, you know he definitely didn't have the experience. But man, let me tell you something. He caught on quicker than most. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to talk about a guy that was passionate? You know what I mean? I mean, he gave up. Now, let's think about this for a second. He gave up an NFL career, an NFL paycheck, mind Ooh. you to be a professional wrestler. It could be the easiest thing for for him in the world is yeah. that if you know if, if he didn't get on the 53 man roster, he'd be on scout team. Still making an extremely good living doing that. Right. But he decided, you know what? My passion is wrestling. Let me get this to a shot. And right now as we speak, he is a WWE developmental talent. And to me that you only get there by being a quick learner. Right being coachable, and having passion. And right. those are all things that he's got. And for the fact that he can go and pull out, and that only being like his fourth or fifth match, to have that match with Gino. I mean, I don't care how you good, I don't, you know, I don't care how long you've been in the business or how short yeah. you've been in the business. To be able to have a match and go out and follow the way that he did and uh, be able to, Gino, to get him, you know, get him in that match and then have him go back and forth and have great action, man. Psh. It's a credit to both of them, man. And give credit where credit's due. I know people don't like me and they want to boo me, and that's fine. I don't really like a lot of people either. Right. But well, at the end of the day, it's respect. Oh, bro, and I respect no, Gino be, and I like, respect Marcellus for sure. Like You'll be in the matches, man, and then like I'm just sitting in the crowd, and you'll do something, and you'll give that look, and I'm just the only one standing. <laughs> yeah, Slow awesome. clap. Like, everybody around me is just giving me evil eye, and I'm like, or, or, or my right. favorite thing is to cheer for the guy I don't like, like when they get hurt. Like if, like, say you give them a big boot or something, they're right. on the ground. I'm like, woo, whoever it is. And I'm like, right. I've actually, I, I actually am anti-Mysterious Q right now because <laughs> oh. he beat you. Because he beat you, my friend. Oh, it was dude. under much controversy. Uh, Mysterious right. Q's never truly beating you. Right, right, right. I'm right, just right. saying. No, and my but, boys uh, get so mad. Like every time he comes out, like, this is your boy. And he does the symbol, if you can't see me with the hands. Right, with the hands. And I always, get him, I always try to get him to look at me, and then I go like this. Right. And he got double thumbs double down, thumbs and down. he just, nice. ah, whatever. So, oh, I'm, dude, I'm, a, I'm a Ruthless Ryan fan to the end. Yeah, keep man. it real, keep it heel. Uh, um, so, um, in, in the transition, man, coming over, were you one of the first people to see this new building? Were y'all, oh, yeah, man. What were man. your thoughts running through your head? How'd you feel? How'd well, you... I'll tell you what. Uh, the, the building that we're in now, the, the, the World Gym Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there more than one ring? Anywhere in the yeah no 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 there's there's a couple rings inside uh, okay. the facility and everything like that and we hold different events there too not just wrestling but we do boxing I heard about and that. MMA mm-hmm. Muay Thai all that other good stuff yeah. and I know the I know the the horizon is expanding for much pretty much anything entertainment is going to be coming out of that building uh, but I'll I'll tell you what man when we first went in there 
You want to talk about a fixer-upper. Bro. Holy I'm not. On, on, I'm giving you the inside scoop. There Oof. was talks of Toxic City Comics actually heading to that building. Really? Not, not okay. the exact same area, but right. some of the other um, where, hey, right. man, uh, you're going to put the floor back in so we can come in? You know what I'm saying? It was right. like that. Like the spot of Hurricane. Oh, you man. don't know. Hurricane hit the building that we're talking about. Uh, right, Forming yeah. Mall, the mainland. Right. And um, there's parts that they just, that, it's not fixed yet. And yeah. um, it, whatever happened, doors open, doors shut. And just financially, we're not there yet. It might happen one day because uh, Mr. Andre Perkins from, um, I don't know if you know him from Mall, the mainland. He's one of the. Oh, Andre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, no, no, Bat Dre, yeah. man. He's a big yeah. Batman fan. If you want to talk yeah. Batman as you're wearing a Batman. Oh, um, I'm going to hit him up. Right I'm going to oh, hit him up. Oh, bro. Sure. Yeah. He's the biggest Batman we'll talk, fan. We'll talk. And he, uh, he, man, he, every time I see him, hey, we're going to get you over there, baby. We're going to get you over there. So you know old Andre, oh, don't yeah, but you? I'll tell you what, the funniest thing is to see Roe come into that area and me growing up around here. Yeah. Man, I used to buy my clothes from their place. Uh, I'm talking about getting my Jordans from there and just... That's where yeah. we used to come watch movies right. Saturday night. Right. And to see oh, you're one of those hoodlum kids. They made, sit in that yellow box that had a spray paint on the ground. You know what I'm talking oh, no, about? Oh, no, my brother. Oh, no, my brother. It got mm. so bad at Mall the Mainland back in the day. They spray painted a yellow box uh, and made all the little parentless children stand in until no, they got picked no, up. No, let me tell you, as a bad cat as I I call myself, yeah. my mom, oh, she wouldn't have any trust uh, me. Uh, it was all straight up forward. Man. So but I'll tell you what, to see Roe coming into that building because... You know, I just heard everything on the social media, like big announcement, big right. announcement. I downloaded the Periscope app. So I'm sitting there, and I'm at work, and I'm like, let me see what's going on. What's the big announcement? And then I see Book, and I see everybody, you know, clapping, and the guy that runs the uh, World Gym. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, let me see what the... Wait a minute. This place looks sort of familiar. What the... Mall of the Ma Rolling the Mall of the Mainland? What is... Oh yeah, Dude, I mean, I, I mean, because yeah, like you know, I have this crew of wrestling fans, man, and we heard it's coming to our area, baby. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some hype. There was yeah. definitely hype about it, and um, which brings me to to our, our next point. I don't, I just I can't wrap my brain around how can Roe come into the four hundred nine area code <laughs> and not have Mister four hundred nine, Mister Nate Laws. I'm on. I'm, I'm on. Somebody's got to send some hold emails. Hold on, let me for you real quick. I'm on a. I'm on a I'm on I'm on a mission. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Hashtag Nate Laws to row with the trainer. You know, man, have some, I, some know, talks. I, What's I, the I, scoop, right? I put you on the spot. Man, I think I think the four hundred nine needs to invade the reality of wrestling. I like that. Oh, yeah. I think I, so. I, okay, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk. I mean, can there be like a run in? I like like from the crowd. I think that's a good way to well, uh, boss, you know, boss man. Here's the thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. As I'm sitting right here, you got to lean close to me, Mister Davidson. You got to lean. As I'm sitting here looking in, looking next to you, boss man. Man, I've known you for years. He's looking good. And always respect you as a person and an athlete. I got to say, you forget, I have expert tutelage on my side. Expert mm. tutelage. Stevie Ray Incorporated. So, uh, big oh. dog, if there's a contract to be to be held up, there's a contract to be had. Mm. I just got to say, you and me should talk. I like yeah, that. Off air. We'll go off air. Ooh. I mean, I'll go on there. I'm for ratings, baby. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm just trying to. No, man. Um, I Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I'm literally not even um, exaggerating, marking out over here, like I said. Man. Favorite, favorite guy at Row, bro. Awesome. You, you, the, the show you put on, the littlest things, from the way you step into the ring, to the way you look at the crowd after a move, Thank after you. they're trying to cheer for their guy, and you stop the cheers. Yeah. Um, even with Booker T by your side. How, right. There is no way. You, you cannot beat Ruthless Ryan Davidson without getting jumped by. Stevie Ray, which in in a um that's in the name a, of the game. right in a wrestling perspective, I mean that's like 
an honor. You know oh, what I'm absolutely. saying? Those guys are like, oh my God, I just want to be Ryan. Not to get the W, but I just want Stevie Ray to put a boot to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, People get so mad about that too. They're all yeah. like, Ryan, you can't win without Stevie Ray. Right, blah, 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 right. And I'm all like... Why would you want to? We'll I'm see, like, but- are you kidding me? It's like, uh, it's, it's like, let me let me tell you this. Like, I, I look at me and Stevie as kind of like a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick type of there relationship. There you go. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody hates a winner. And let mm-hmm. me tell you something. Right. If that means I got to get a cheap shot or two from my man Stevie Ray to get me the W, then by right. God, it's going to Right. W's a W, baby. I'm telling you, know? you man. Go ahead, Mr. Nate not, 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 not trying to toot my man's horn right here, but like right. you said, we've been knowing each other for a long time. I believe that Ryan Davidson is wrestling's version of a 5-2 player. Okay. He comes out, I'm talking size, he can move quick, you know what I'm saying? He got the fairly epic um, beard. Epic you know beard. Mine, mine was bigger, but oh, I just yeah. shaved right. it recently. I, I, used right. to, I used to rock the beard. Have you heard him talk on the mic? I've heard the man on the mic. Okay. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm Go at in. Hurricane Pro. We're in the back cutting promos. And, you know, they just give you the idea of what you got. So I'm... You know, cutting my promo. And I'm thinking, man, I did pretty good, right? And it took a couple of takes. I got it done. Here this guy comes. Mm-hmm. One take. Boom. And it's like, drop the mic. And that's how it's done. Right. You know, we got a little inside joke between me and him. He calls me Steve Harvey. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, you know. I wasn't going to say a word, bro. Right. I wasn't going to say a to. word. I, I can to. see it. I, I can see it. So, I'm, you know. I'm, but, hey, oh, you're my boy, man. Nate, but especially when you had the, the mustache. Just yeah. the mustache. It's gone now, but I can God. see it. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. Yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. we're talking, and I'm asking him. I'm like, man, how, how do you do it? Because it's just like one take, and it's like done. Right. And he, you know, he's talking me through it, you know, talking it down. And I'm like, we got that mutual respect right there. So anything that he brings to me, I'm listening to it. And he, or when he approaches the situation, you know, you got the, the vets, the older guys, or you got the guys who are like, that's how I do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he actually, he has that time he talked with me, we discussed it. So I can come back and be that much better. And every time that I see him, you know, I just want to see him talk trash. You know, right? I will go to a road show. I, I support indie wrestling. Got to support That's indie what wrestling. We do. That's what this podcast wrestling. about. That's it. Support local wrestling, baby. Yes. Keep it alive. I will That's sit right. there. I will sit there and I will rip. If he got a Ryan Davidson shirt, I will rock it. And I will. You got you got Ruth with Ryan Davidson shirts. Ryan Davidson shirts. Uh. uh first uh, first and only announcement on the Ryan Davidson yes. shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be released. By October of this year, bro. So, bro. And, I, and here's the thing: I am, and I will call myself out. I am the biggest procrastinator on certain things, right? <laughs> and I procrastinated on gear for a long time. And uh, I think it's about time, whether you love or hate me, I think everybody's going to look a lot better with a Ryan Davis. I'm, I'm in. So, uh, like I said, October two, twenty sixteen, pretty much reality wrestling TV taping in the month of October. There will be. Ruthless Ryan Davidson T-shirts flooding, right. flooding the merch booths there at the World go. Gym Arena. So uh, and other and other organizations I wrestle for. So they know what I'm saying. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I even got my own mug. I got my own Yeti mug that's been engraved Ruthless like Ryan Davidson yeah. on it with a bear. Rawr, you know? I like <laughs> that. I like that. <laughs> and all that um, other good stuff, man. But uh, not nah, man. Just excited to be a part of reality of wrestling. Let be- me and we'll kind of get, getting closer to end on this note. I okay. want to hear about um, in the ring top three most inspirational guys that that have helped you mold and shape um, professional or just guys who trained you or guys the ruthless Ryan character that you're in now. The oh. guys you mimic. I want to be that guy. Oh man. Um, well, um, I'll tell you what. Um, 
first and foremost, you know, I mean, definitely I think if there's if there's two guys that are basically inspiring me right now um, off the top of my head, uh, obviously it's Booker T and Bruce Pritchard. Um, those are two guys that. Which have, tell people who Bruce Pritchard is. Bruce Pritchard is basically, uh, basically uh, also known as Brother Love. Come but, on, Brother Love. Yeah, you know, and uh, one of the greatest managers that wrestling's ever had. But you know, behind the scenes, he has basically helped out any in the who's who of anybody that has ever been a star in professional wrestling. And you're probably asking, well, who's he helped? I wonder if I mean. Nate, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? The name sounds familiar. Uh, have you ever heard of The Rock? The water bottles getting <laughs> smashed together. I, I see a guy with an eyebrow. Uh, okay. Degeneration X, the list goes on Come and on. on. The, bo- the bottom line is yeah. uh, Bruce has uh, been involved with WWE and TNA and you anything and everything. You Uh, but I mean other than that man and a guy's full of knowledge man and I'm so grateful for him to you know to go ahead and pick his brain and obviously picks book brain but so uh, what does he actually do for reality wrestling if you don't mind me well basically basically not only does he uh, does he do kind of the same thing that book does kind of lead and course guys through matches and everything but also gives the great bit of advice on how to be a star on television it's not just be a star in the the ring Bruce Pritchard isn't known for being in the ring Bruce Pritchard's known for the mic and the brother love character right. and uh, well um, and, de- and developing talent. No yes. one, no way what the best is. What's going to make you a star? He's right. a master at it and he's been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what he brings to the table with reality wrestling. And I mean, just to, just the names Booker T and Bruce Pritchard in any realm of pre- right. of wrestling is just like why would you not want to be there? You know right. what I mean? And then you have Stevie Ray on top of that. And of course, we got Summer Champions is coming up within uh, here on August twentieth, and we have. Right. Olympic gold medalist Kurt, Kurt Angle. Right. I hope this Ooh, airs before that actually happens, yeah. oh, but man. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Right. Either so, way, I'll go ahead and plug it. Whether the summer it of champions doesn't. just yeah. happened probably last week, but right, uh, exactly. Kurt Angle was there. It was awesome. <laughs> um, um, what? Can, so besides that, let's say let's say on on a WWE level or a Lucha Underground level, or is there one guy that you're just like I love what they're doing right now? Um, basically. there's so many to choose from Um, and and I can go old school I can go today I'm talking about present right now present present right now if there's if there's one guy that I have to say is like man if there's any way that you know I can even be a fourth of the type of talent that he is uh, it's a toss up between uh, AJ Styles and Randy Orton in my opinion um, just because those are two guys that have been following since day one and just their type of wrestling I just absolutely adore, especially Randy Orton. Um, you know, just on the fact that it's like he, he basically just mastered the art of just, you know, just, just being a star. Yeah. Just being a star to where he doesn't have to do all the flips and crazy things and everything, you know, that a lot of guys tend to do and that what they have to do to get themselves quote unquote over. He's just Randy Orton, man. Yeah. RKO it out of nowhere. And of course AJ Styles, you know, he's oh, t- he's textbook. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm anti TNA and right. so I hadn't really seen AJ Styles do his thing because I wasn't watching TNA. Oh, I didn't really follow New Japan. And since he's been in WWE, I've been going back and catching New Japan pro matches and uh, and and the the phenomenal tagline isn't just a oh I'm gonna make this up like 
he deserves it and yeah, he's man. earned it and you can't take it away from him no fan, uh, absolutely I couldn't agree with you more man and just the fact that like AJ Styles like he's the type of wrestler to where it's like if people were to ask me like well uh, you know or if a trainer or a trainee is kind of like hey man I'm, I'm, I want to learn how to do a drop kick who do you think I should watch to do a drop kick AJ Styles well, what about an arm drag? AJ Styles. <laughs> right. Headlock. Right. AJ Styles. Splash. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Forearms. Just anything yeah. and everything to do with wrestling. Bounce off the watch, top rope into a forearm. Watch, <laughs> watch AJ Who else Styles. Sell, yeah. moving, everything. Right. And then, um, you know, that, that would be people recently right now that I very much look up to and right. try to aspire to be like. But I can't continue without actually mentioning two of my all-time favorites, which, you know, a lot of people might be like. I mean, they might not be the biggest superstars ever. Max Moon. But up <laughs> Shark Master. <laughs> all right, all right. Wow, Max Moon, that was so out of nowhere. Uh I definitely uh double A Arn Anderson and one Belfat Bruiser Belfast Bruiser Belfat. <laughs> oh man, Belfast Bruiser fit Finley, man. He's uh, he is a personal favorite. Those those were kinda of, yeah, those did throw me yeah. off a little bit. Yeah, man. I, I haven't I, heard a good my favorite wrestler is Arn Anderson in a long time. Uh, Arn know? Anderson and Fit Finley, man. Trust yeah. me, those are two guys I aspire to be like in every uh, shape or form any, inside any the Any level of wrestling yeah, man. Um, when those names come up, um, especially a lot of the older guys, like that was their inspiration. Yeah, a lot man. of the Stone Colds, a lot of, Fit oh, Finley, yeah. man. People, people say his name, and other people just kind of cringe, like because they remember the guys who have been in the ring with them. Just that he is, I, I mean, he's 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 a little stiff on some stuff from what oh, I bro, hear. He's and, the man. and you have to be at a certain level to even step in the ring with them. Oh so, man, he's the man. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't he let the mullet fool you. Uh, all he's right, oh, no, all right. I uh, um, I, I was gonna say this. Out of reality of wrestling, right now, who are some names um, that are that are in, in on the show? Give me a couple names that are on the show that we should be keep an eye on. Uh, first, first and foremost, man, a uh, good buddy of mine, extremely talented, uh, Rex Andrews. Um, he's the current uh, reality wrestling television champion right now. Um, and uh, he, he's a guy, another guy that is just young, hungry, and he's super talented. Where are they billing him from these days? Uh, he is from Alabama. Okay, okay. Uh, so I know, he, I know, he might have visited Russia a time or two. But uh, yeah, no, my boy, my boy Rex represents the uh, the great state of Alabama, and uh, just talented guy, man. Talented guy. Uh, he, he, what you see is what you get, man. He is rough. He is tough. And he bring and he's the he brings the biggest and baddest hits that you've ever seen in pro wrestling. Very Smash Mouth style, and I and I love watching him work. And uh, another you know another guy that I completely just uh, really like to watch, and I hope uh, you know sky's the limit for him is another guy named uh, Terrell Tempo. Uh, he's a newcomer in reality wrestling, but the guy's very very talented. And, uh, you know, he's got a great look and very athletic guy. But, you know, a lot of other guys, man, too, that, you know, i got to give props to. i got to give props to, you know, guys like, you know, the Lockharts. Yes. You know what I mean? I love the Lockharts. Uh, Eric Lockhart, Andrew. Know your uh, Lockhart. No, you got to know your Lockhart, man. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Are um, they still part of? Um... Right now they are actually down in Florida. Okay. Uh, they're wrestling for Afa, one of the Wild Samoans. They're wrestling for awesome. his organization right now down there in Florida. And uh, they're pursuing their goals, man. I know those guys are hungry, dude, and I wish absolutely. Absolutely nothing but the best for him. But um, other than that, man, you know, when you got the Lockharts, you know, you also got guys like J.J. Blake, and you got guys like yes. Rob Barnes, and then you got E. Snow, and you got Gino, Mysterious Q, Big Sean Stud. I mean, the, the, it, the list goes on and on and on and on and on as far as talent there. And uh, and some young up-and-comers, too, you know. I can't go on without mentioning uh, my boy Brian Keith. Him and yeah. I have had some wars, man, but that guy is super talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, man, just the whole car. Man, and that's why you know 
People might get mad when they when we say this. They might get a little salty. I could give a damn less, but we are the flagship of Texas yes. wrestling. Period. When it yeah. comes to Texas wrestling, you want to see the best in this state. It's reality of wrestling, and I'll put that up against anybody. Period. Awesome. Stop yes. before you go any further. You must tell Ryan the story about Kid Ransom's baby. All right. So here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm all ears. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm all ears. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I want to get if you can. You got some pull with. I mean, if you got some pull in the locker room, I want to get some of these dudes on here. And okay. uh, Kid Ransom, especially because uh, I hate Kid Ransom as a fan. Uh, um, and, I, this, and this is the fun part that I have no reason to. But one of our first, oh, you know, we, me and my crew, about you know five years ago, like there was a gap. Of, we love wrestling. We got out of. We grew up. Life, wife, marriage, kids. And then one day, you know, probably about five, six years. Ago, my boy says, "Come watch the Royal Rumble with us." We said, "Man, we don't even know who's wrestling anymore." Crew got back together, watched the Rumble, and we were like, "Back in!" Like, right. and we're not—we're like full throttle. What we're, Rumble was? It? Uh, it was the one where, and I can't tell you what year, but it was where Kofi Kingston fell out of the ring and landed on his hands, and then oh, hand walked his way back uh, into the ring. That might have been the—I think the 2009 Rumble. It wasn't Rumble, even maybe. great. It was just that one move, and right. we, like, we remembered why we love this, and right. it was full throttle. We found—I found, um, I found Lucha Underground. We started following New Japan Pro. Found some Shakara yeah, stuff. And we just man. went like yeah. all like it just oh like a flood, and so we loved, and so we went to the first row. Oh, there's local wrestling. Booker T has this thing. We found right, out about right, it. Right. I didn't even know it existed. Let me let me get in it. Kid Ransom comes out, and my friend leans over and says, "Let's hate that guy." Okay. <laughs> so for the last five years, the last five years, we have no reason. We just hate Kid Ransom. If you ever look in a crowd and see giant Kid Ransom suck signs, that's us. Oh that's us. my god. So so that's white awesome. white me baby face like you know we just no no reason to hate him. We just let's hate that guy. Okay, we're in it. Oh, and man. um, so this Kid Ransom comes out, and one of the last rows we went to, or a couple ago, I should say. I guess he just had a kid. I don't know the whole shebang. Yeah, he's a daddy, and man. He he's wins this match. Yeah. It's a bull rope match, and he we're sitting. I'm sitting front row, and um, right behind the uh, announcers, and then so he wins this match, and he goes over and he like kisses his baby and holds like baby Simba up, and the whole crowd says yay, and then the, the yay dies down, and I'm like, boom. <laughs> And the whole, like, all the people around me, it felt like the entire arena just looks back and is, like, Damn. giving me this look, like, you just booed a baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm, like, in my, I just do this. I pull out my imaginary notepad and I cross off my bucket list. Oh. Booed a baby in a giant crowd. Oh. Keep it real. Keep it healed, baby. That's how I am. Thank you. Thank That's you. Awesome. Um, and so, that yeah, I want, awesome. I want Kid Ransom on the show. I want to, I want to talk to him. I want to see, you know. You know, you know? I, I have to say, mm-hmm. I have to say, as glorious as that was, yeah. you are not the only guy that absolutely despises Kid right. Ransom. Right. Uh, uh, there are a couple of diehard row fans that are just like, don't get me wrong, Ransom Nation is strong and all that other good oh, stuff. Oh, Lordy. But let me tell you that something. That might be part of the hate, right? Too. That the Ransom hate nation is very alive. <laughs> right, well right, right, right. So, uh, oh, you I know, just, I just, I just have a new That's sign. Awesome. Ransom hate nation. Ransom hate nation. That sounds really racist. So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I, uh, um, I'm going to leave with this couple sentences, couple minutes. I'm not putting a time limit on you. Right. And just, what do you love about wrestling? Oh man, um, I love I love pro wrestling. Um, basically, being the art that it is, because regardless of what people might think or have opinions on it, it's art. And what art is is making nothing and turning it into something. 
and that's pro wrestling. It's a blank canvas each time on the mat, which is ironically enough because we wrestle on a canvas, mm-hmm. and that's where we do our art. And uh, just the fact of the emotion, the uh, the passion that gets infiltrated either through the TV screen or through the arena, it's just something that you really just can't describe. And to be able to be a proponent of that to where I can control people's emotions and control people's reactions by the moves and athleticism that I have to where me and my opponent are going out totally tearing it down with just the greatest competition that we can possibly muster. I can't think of a better environment to be in. I mean, let's think about it. You got the NFL, you got baseball, you got basketball, you got NASCAR, you got hockey. Where else could you go into a sporting demographic and be yourself? Yell, boo, say the things that you want to say. I know they go ahead and put a cap and they try and make you follow a conduct code when you're at all those other sports but there's no conduct code in wrestling also with that being said is that once again it's a brotherhood it's like it's it's not a cult but it is a cult because we're all family we all love and share the same thing and you know what it's ours to keep because you know you the only way that you thrive in pro wrestling is that you got to love it and if you love it it will love you and i think it's more different than football baseball or any other sport that's out there so those are just some of the aspects I love about wrestling. I love the physicality. Uh, I love the presence of it. I love the theatrics of it. I love the fact that you can be whoever you want to be in pro wrestling. It's the same way what makes comics so great. Oh, there's a superhero for any demographic, for any person out there, regardless of past experiences, pain, whatever, whatever anybody's going through. There's always someone out there that can get behind a certain superhero and or villain Mm -hmm. that tells a certain story. And pro wrestling is no different. And that's what I love about it. And to me, if you're not a fan of pro wrestling, you're not a fan of life. I like that. Boom, like that, baby. So, Um, it is what it is. Mr. Nate Laws, before we go, anything you want to say? Man, I can't really describe every. He just put it in the right words. To me, he probably feels the same way. Wrestling... Is life, you know. That's we right. got everything else in there, but when you're in the ring, when you uh, against your opponent, you paint that picture. Not everything else stops. Yeah. Bills still do all that stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. Got to go to work. I hear you. You know, all these things got. But for that time frame that you're in the ring, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. People watching, you're entertaining. You're doing something that right. you trained and worked hard for, and this is your. Uh, Expressing it to the whole crowd. Love you, hate you, it does not matter. Wrestling is life. I like that. I like that. Mr. Ruthless Ryan Davidson, thank awesome. you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, I'm man. I'm super excited to meet you again. No, awesome. I'm straight up, bro. When I meet, If I meet Kid Rance, I'm going to be like, bro, I hate you. <laughs> you know, just like uh, I'm going to be like, uh, I, uh, you know, man, I love what you do in the ring. It is my favorite awesome. thing at Row. It is actually awesome. the reason I'm going. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm uneasy, but I get to see Ryan Davidson, I go. You know awesome. what I'm saying? Boom. So, and I ain't, I ain't doing So with my man, my partner in crime, my tag team on this podcast, uh, in this podcast ring, I should say, Mr. Nate Laws, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you do. I'm not going to lie. Nate Law is my hookup here with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. He got, he's, on, he's on the inside of the business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, I'm just, my brother. Come I'm just a, a chubby guy, you know, who screams at microphones. But that's what I do. Thank you once again. We are Chop to the Chest Radio. I am your host, Chevy Chavria, the excellence of podcast execution. Um, again, Ruthless Ryan Davidson, amazing to have you. We're Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! We are.